For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And I want to welcome a really fun guest today. My my guest is my new friend, Jack Sharp. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. Nice to be here. Okay, so we did a podcast. We're doing two today. And one, the first one we called Resurrecting Books, the values that unite. I had a hard time on that title because I also wanted to call it feeding the imagination and faith of your kids. But the things that you share, Jack, just made me want to say our culture is in such desperate need and wanting to unite and we're finding it really hard. But I loved what you shared about we don't need to fix each other. And that was so profound. I, I really hope people will go and listen to that other podcast and hear the story of how Jack and Jean Sharp and their community of believers that were in Oregon decided to create this different kind of community and move to North Dakota. (laughs) I love hearing this story about finding the place where God wanted you to be and this gigantic house that was essentially falling down because North Dakota winters are so uh, difficult. And when you shared that, Jack had lunch with us last Sunday. And when he shared that story, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine what it would be like to, to withstand the elements in North Dakota. It's like the tip top part of the United States, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, we're up in that part right beneath the Canadian border where it gets purple during the winter. There's a little purple dip and that's us (laughs) in a purple dip. Well, okay, so when you started, when you moved your your family and your community to North Dakota, uh, and I think in case people go to BethlehemBooks.com, which is the business that sprung out of this commitment, this group of believers made to each other to be together and share everything, you basically moved yourself, it was like a little village of people that had committed to each other that you moved to North Dakota, and then, and then, Right before that happened, you began to produce books that were they were classic classic children's books that had gone out of print. And your your wonderful wife began to contact authors and ask if they were willing to have their book back in print. I mean, I love the story so much. 
So what I want to talk to you about, one of my questions for you is, you just stepped into God's leading in this. Basically, you had no idea what was about to happen. And your community, your community just met this call to resurrect great books and get those ideas back out in our culture. And you were doing it for your own kids because y'all were homeschooling. So tell me a little bit more. How has God opened doors as you trusted him? Well, I think the let's just start with when we were still in Vancouver, we had sold our building because we needed capital to publish the children's book, which we did, but then we had no place to live. And so um, we were hoping to move into Oregon because we'd been, we'd been moved over to Vancouver, Washington in, in this kind of rundown building that we, we started buying. And, but we wanted to move back into Oregon, but it be, seemed impossible at that time because they weren't really open to groups like us. Uh, Oregon's pretty tight that way. And so we, uh, we were sitting around, or not sitting around, let's put it this way, we were boxing everything up because we had to move. The people we sold it to was going to rent out our, our, our building to somebody else. And as we prayed about it, we said, well, what are we supposed to do now? We don't know where to go. Nothing's opened up. And then uh, I don't know who it was. Someone said, well, why don't we just rent a 26-foot um, moving van and, lo- and load it up and see what God does. So that's what we did. We loaded up a 26-foot moving van with some of our stuff, and then we sat there for about five minutes, I think, after it got filled, and our pastor came by, and he said, what are you guys, are you actually moving? He hadn't quite believed that we were moving, and uh, we said, yeah, and look at that, we just filled up a 26-foot moving van. He said, okay, uh, well, uh, you got some place to put it? We said, no, we don't know where we're going yet, Pastor. Uh, Father, uh, our, that was actually a local priest, and he said, well, why don't you, I've got some room, you can put it all in there. So we took that same day, we took that 26-foot van, van and put it all in in his storage areas, and then the next day, we were sitting around, we were saying, well, now what do we do? And we got a call from a friend of ours who had met us actually in Rome, and he said, are you guys really moving? And we said, yeah, we're moving, but we don't know where to go. He says, well, I've got some houses you can rent, and I've got some storage space in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we said, okay. And he said, come on out. So we rented four more vans and moved out to Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Uh, It was in the middle of winter. We never, you know, so it was pretty wild. It was in January of 1995, and uh, 1995, yeah, 1995, we moved out to Cincinnati. And as soon as we got there, it didn't look like it was going to work too well because we're a community and we were all spread out all over the city. And we got a call from um, Bishop uh, Sullivan up in um, Fargo, North Dakota. He said, Jack, I've heard about you guys moving, so uh, uh, we've got a place for you up here. We had to get our map out and find out where North Dakota was. And uh, <laughs> we said yes, and we moved up there. <laughs> That's amazing. And the house, you, you described the house to us at lunch the other day, and I love the story of the house. Will you? Do you mind sharing that on air? Now, which house? Our first house in North Dakota or our second house? The great big our, one. Well, the great uh, big one, yeah. Well, that one. The first house we were offered was in Warsaw, North Dakota, and it had been an old convent. And we moved in there uh, and lived there about three and a half years and kind of outgrew it with our families and our kids growing up. And then we were offered another house up further north, actually 50 miles further north, colder. You know, actually, every time you go 50 miles in North Dakota north, it's colder. But um, 
there was this old school for the blind, and uh, and I said, well, Bishop, we're still paying for our other place. Uh, we can't really afford anything else. He said, yeah, but we've been offered uh, it for a buck. Can you can you afford a dollar? And we said, wow. okay. And we moved up there. Now we've been remodeling that and working on it for the past 20-some years, and probably the next generation will keep working on it, remodeling <laughs> oh, no. it. I, I but you know, so you know, Kathy, when you trust the Lord, I, I, I sometimes I think about this because even when we were back in Vancouver and we'd sold the building out from under us, I was absolutely terrified. We had babies, we had young oh, children, yeah. we had single people. I remember crawling up on the couch at one point and asking the rocks to fall on me, like in Revelation it says when the <laughs> Lord comes back. So, May the rocks fall on me here because I'm so terrified. And so now I've always used that as a guard, as a stick. Of, to measure when someone tells me they want to live by faith, I said, well, have you ever been terrified? And if they, they, if they say no, I say, well, you haven't started yet. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing how God is blessing y'all. I really do. I, I just think it's such an adventure, even though I, I think faith can be very scary when you step out and really don't know what's going to happen next. Um, I feel that way a lot about what I've been doing on air. And when I first started doing the podcasting and all, it, it terrified me, honestly. My my kids had well, to come that's, on. Well, that's good to hear. That's to, encouraging. They, they, that's good. That, may that encourage anybody, actually. The kids came on the show just so that I wouldn't be t- totally petrified and just sit there for 30 minutes being quiet, you know? <laughs> so on and on, oh, still great. co-host with that's me great. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I do well, I told you. I told you the story. Uh, we just. Uh, I really did feel like people were. They were so aghast at us taking steps of faith, you know. And I would say, well, yeah, but what else are you going to do if the Lord's leading you this way, you know? Right. If you, exactly. If you, and you know, one thing I'll throw into the, your listeners. You know, one book that has made a complete difference with our community for fifty years has been a book called "My Utmost for His Highest" by Oswald yeah. Chambers. We have read that daily. 50 years. <laughs> wow. Isn't he's, that an amazing he's helped us, book? He's helped us walk by faith with that book. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, that'll inspire you to, to try something different, won't it? I mean, really, honestly, if you're not doing something different, you're probably not stepping out in faith because he doesn't ask us to do the stuff that's easy for us. He gives that job to somebody else who th- thinks it's hard. He gives for each of us the challenge that will help us reach our full potential in honoring him, I think. And I, I don't think it's a minor thing that our weaknesses get exposed in the process. I, I have, I'm sitting here in my office today with my friend who is the best numbers person on the planet. And my weakness for numbers has just made me learn to value her so much. And any person in my life that can compliment the places where I know, at my age, I know what my weaknesses are. And I don't think I'm going to live long enough to fix those. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's that's what heaven's for, isn't it, right? Fix up those last things. I can't wait for heaven. I'm looking so forward to that. We have about two minutes. And so I want to be sure and tell people where they can find you. If you. You love books as much as the crafties do. You're going to want to go to BethlehemBooks.com and just just know ahead of time you're going to want to spend some money there because they have fabulous books at very great prices and you can't find them anywhere else. Believe me, I know because I look for this kind of stuff. So now I know every time I go into the bookstores, I'm going to be looking for antique books for y'all. So you'll probably start getting some from me, Jack, that things that I think other people may want to see on shelves again. 
But anyway, so there's Bethlehembooks.com and there's Kathy Craffy, K-R-A, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. And I'll put all of the stuff we talk about today and and all the hyperlinks in a blog so that you'll be able to find it very easily. If you want to get my blogs, please sign up for them at kathycraffy.com. And that way you'll get them right in your email box and you won't have to look for them. You'll just have the podcast available to you so easily. So we're going to come right back. And when we talk, when we come back, I'm going to talk to Jack with some serious questions about how to have authentic relationships, even during a time like we've had this past year with COVID. So stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery Does your spouse refuse to hear? Do your children stare without comprehending? Does your parent or boss raise objections to all your good ideas? Oh, the frustration. Conversations often break down instead of breaking through. Hi, this is Kathy. We've just released a book about one of history's most influential women. Just like you, she was pre-qualified for influence. In our book, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations, I explore more than 40 strategies Jesus himself used to launch her from lonely to leadership. The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. Get your copy today at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or on Amazon and start exercising the influence God has prepared for you. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. So we've been talking to Jack Sharp from Bethlehem Books about getting great literature out there in the, in the culture and also about his community. And I, I hope you'll go to the other podcast we did which we're going to call resurrecting books values that unite i hope you'll go to that other podcast and hear more of his story and more of his explanation about what it means when families commit to be in community together in this very unique way that he and his friends have done for almost well over 30 years almost 50 now and jack one thing i love about doing these 
podcast is during the commercial break. Sometimes I hear this cool stuff that the guests will share with me. And you've got some really cool stuff coming up because I'm going to ask you about marriage. One thing that happens when you're in a community that's as committed as the one you're in, I mean, it's hard enough to be married when you're just two people. But when you've got other couples living that closely together and sharing all their financial everything, um, that's really tricky. So you told me over the break that you were going to share some principles, and I'm a little nervous. I'm hoping Dave and I can live by these. <laughs> so this well, has to do yeah, let me. Uh, see, you okay. know, the interesting thing is you've you mentioned in your book, I was reading through your book on the well, the art of yeah. drawing out authentic conversations. Actually, I'm halfway through it now. And and you make this point about being heard. And yes. the whole idea, and if you think about it, our whole uh, one of the big principles in our community life is the idea that we actually work as hard as we can on being able to hear one another. And wow. you pointed out in your book, you know, the different variety of the ways of hearing one another. But the Basic principle, and, I, and here's one that has that has helped our couples, my wife and I especially. Maybe me. I don't know if it helps Jean Ann, but I know it helps me. <laughs> and that's yeah. this principle from John seventeen twenty two, where Jesus talks about. He's, he, it's, it's talking about. The, he says, "The glory I had with the Father, I've given to you." And he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the church. So Jesus basically gives his glory, which is just about everything you can think of, uh, to the church before he leaves. And it's mm-hmm. a fascinating thought that, okay, so he's given us his glory. We're gonna, it's going to be revealed when he comes back or we go to heaven or that whole thing. It's not revealed right now so much. But then if we take Ephesians and we realize that, you know, Paul says, well, husbands, you know, lay down your life for your wife like Christ lays down his life for the church. Mm-hmm. And so take that verse and this other verse I just read, and then take this very interesting verse from Proverbs. It's, uh, I think it's Proverbs 22, no, 25, where it says it's the glory of God to hide a matter, and it's the glory mm-hmm. of kings to search it out. So I've, we've actually pondered on that, those three verses for a long time, realizing that, oh, oh, this is how it works. A couple that's married... Has mm-hmm. basically how God has set this up is He's hidden the glory, or you could say the couple's uh, mission, the couple's life, the couple's direction. It's all hidden in the wife because it's the glory of God to hide a matter. And it's the glory of kings. Now we're going to say the husband, he's the king, right? And it's okay. the glory of the king to search it out, to find out and dig out, basically, from his relationship with his wife, where the heck they're going. When we were first married, I had the kind of kind of a backwards idea. I'm the leader. I'm the husband. I'm supposed to come up with all the ideas. And so a lot of conflict ensued from that kind of thing because my wife also had ideas and had thoughts and things like that. And I really, until we got a hold of this biblical principle that, oh, no, wait a minute, Jack. It's all hidden away in your wife. How about you spend your life digging it out? I mean, the whole publishing idea came from my wife. The whole I, I've been a publisher now for some 20 years. Ask me if I ever thought of being a publisher in my life. Never, 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 never. But that's, the adventure is if you believe this principle that God has hidden your family, your children's, uh, even so much is all hidden away in this spouse of yours, and then the husband's job is to dig it out. Well, that makes for an exciting life. 
Wow, that is so interesting. <laughs> what an interesting yeah. principle to take away from those verses. I love that. Right. You know what I like about that is I know you live so closely with other couples, and I think that would be really challenging. I mean, it's hard enough to live with a, a spouse. Um, I think for Dave and I, that was one of the biggest things we learned is when we were willing to tell our stories and start talking about how hard it was for us sometimes, what we found out is all these people around us that we thought had perfect marriages were actually having the exact same struggles. Exactly. And a lot of them boiled down to communication. Yeah. Well, I would say 95% is what comes down to communication. Because, you know, well, think of this know. biblical principle. Think of First John, where John says, if we know he hears us, we have the requests we ask of him. So basically, wow. my relationship with God is getting to the point where I actually can express my heart, what's really in my heart, the deepest part mm -hmm. of my heart, and if I'm convinced he hears me, he answers my prayers. It's wonderful. Yeah. So it's the same thing with a husband and wife. If we actually know we hear each other, then we have a communication uh, life Then that solving problems becomes minor, actually. Isn't that fascinating? You know, I love that. You know what I think part of it is, for, especially for young husbands, is they feel such responsibility. It isn't just that they want to be the boss. They feel the responsibility of, or the weight of leadership as if it's all up to them. And they, That's they right. don't really... Get, they don't really understand that the wife is actually this amazing helper, partner. I don't even know what to call the word, but helper is the word I use because that's the one in scripture. But basically they've got, uh, it's like a coworker, a fellow heir. Sometimes we hear it called somebody with a lot of genius of their own. Of course you have to remember how you've met William. So, you know, he, he said this to us and we, we quote him all the time. We think it's so funny. He said one day, mom, they just don't get my genius. Just think of a husband actually saw his wife as being the repository of what God wants for his, his marriage and the family. And, and, <laughs> and he, and his job, you see, it's so funny. It's not a matter of, uh, uh, I remember, People get upset. They think, oh, what, what are you doing? You're, you're somehow submitting to your wife or commanding your wife. I say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a scripture that says submit one to another. And yeah. submitting isn't, isn't a terrible thing. However, if I, am the, if I find so many times that Jean Ann's ideas are birthed in her, but I'm the one to carry them out. I love it that that is a transformative principle. I'm definitely going to take that to heart. It fits some of the other things that I've been noticing as I did research for the two books that we've written now. And one of the things I think is so noteworthy is sometimes I think we forget to really respect and appreciate what is buried deeply in each other. And, and I think that comes with cherishing to the point that you, I can be convinced that Davis, David's weaknesses are as dear to me as his strengths. But I sure didn't think that the first year we were married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I remember no. Jeannie and I in our first year of marriage going to her because we'd had this fight. And uh, we argued with each other and I got upset and I stomped out. And then I went and I prayed and I got myself right with God. And I came back and found out she was still angry. 
And I remember saying to her, well, Jean, I was really sorry. I was angry, and I yelled at you and everything. Please forgive me. And then she did the unspeakable thing by saying to me, no, Jack, I'm not going to forgive you. And I said, wait a minute. You're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive me. And then she looked at me, with, and this is the depth of my wife's actual spiritual life. She's much more ahead of it than me. But she said, well, Jack, as soon as you confess how you really hurt me, then we will, I'll forgive you. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but, you know, I all that. I was concerned, I basically was concerned about my performance, right? My yelling, yes. my, the things that, that I didn't accept about myself. And actually to have a real communication with Jeannie where she was willing to risk bearing with, well, here's the real thing that hurt me. And I had to deal with that. Wow, she's amazing. You know, you're going to love that book as you get farther into it. Because I do take up the question of why Jesus is so specific about the things in her past. I mean, he does not, most of us would just kind of cover that up or just say, well, okay, he apologized or whatever. But your wife was so specific with you. And what that does is it creates freedom. Because when you know the person, you've really dealt with the real thing, the real heart issue, the attitude, the thing that's very deep and hurtful and the pain there. And then you've been forgiven. You're free. I mean, that's what freedom is. It's not pretend, you know, putting a bandaid on it, but it's like really getting to the heart of what is really happening. Yeah, I love, I love that. What, what a beautiful example of what it means to really dig deep for each other. Yeah, I, I just think that the uh, the time we're in right now when there's such an assault on the family, such an assault on marriages, that we have to keep yeah. encouraging one another to stay, you know, find, you know, the Bible is full of principles that help us run our life, and, and we can offer them up to the Lord and say, where are they here? What, what's going to work here? I mean, just like those three scriptures I gave you, well, maybe you've never put them together like that, you know? Jesus giving yes. his glory to the church and, and God giving the glory of a marriage to the wife. Well, that's because it's, the Bible has many things like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. We can spend a lot of time in the Bible and never have, have exhausted the wisdom that is there. We have two minutes left. I knew this was going to be a short episode, Jack. You just... I could just pick your brain all day long for this kind of stuff. I know living the lifestyle that you and Jean Ann have lived over the years has just equipped you to really dig in and be authentic and understand deep principles. And I see that reflected in the choices you've made, even in Bethlehem books. Like when I was looking through that exhaustive cho choice list of books that I want for my grandchildren, it's just going to be hard for me to pick a handful and not over extend my budget this month <laughs> or next <laughs> month and the month after so i do want people to know those are out there especially if you have a book club or you have a, a access to a library that you want to donate books to you're definitely want to get going to want to go to bethlehem books and look for the quality literature that these guys have dedicated that god has just called them to dedicate their lives among other things to resurrecting these fabulous classic books we have 30 seconds, so I'm just going to wrap us up. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can find no, all this. You. Oh, you too. And at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Oh.
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny.